Hi, you're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive, whilst others struggle. Hey there, welcome. This is John, and welcome to another edition of the Leadership Advantage podcast. And this is wrapping up our little season on overcoming the fears that prevent you from being truly you. And this week I want to talk about how to bust stress and fear. Last podcast we talked about courage, and sometimes courage is more difficult for us to put into place. So what else can we do? Well, this whole thing about the stress and the fear, you know that it's bad for you, you know that it's holding you back, and yet you endure it every day. See, modern life is stressful, whether it's work, your boss, your spouse, your kids, your parents, driving, oh, or simply trying to fathom out what to eat today. Your life is filled with stressors. So what can you do about it? Let's imagine. Imagine that you are visiting a theme park. The best rides always have long queues, and you look with disdain as a group of bullies who cut the line and push in in front of you. Instantly, your threat response fires up and you feel the urge to fight back. Or perhaps give up and walk away from the spot you've been holding onto for the past hour. Most people say nothing externally, muttering to themselves about how unfair it is and what they would like to do. Yet, meek and mild, you keep your head down in case the bullies turn on you. So we turn to hope. Hope is the positive expectation of future good. Many people scoff at the notion of remaining optimistic in light of the facts presented daily in the news at your workplace in your bank balance, suggesting that highly optimistic people like me are deluding themselves. Facts is facts, right? Mm, Yes, facts is facts. But, and this is where it gets really interesting, the amygdala. Now, your amygdala is this almond-shaped thing in in your brain, and it's the emotional centre of your brain. I'm sure you've heard it's well known that it responds ever so quickly to fear and anxiety. And there's another part of your brain involved, uh, the anterior cingulate cortex, ACC for short. Uh, I've likened the ACC to a trigger-happy security guard, constantly on the lookout for threats. See, at the, the slightest hint of something fearful, the amygdala picks this up and activates the fear response even if you are not consciously aware of it. 
For example, you have the news on, uh, on TV or radio, as you prepare breakfast for your kids. Whilst you're not paying attention to the news, your ears pick up the bad news, because it's all bad news. Your eyes catch tiny glimpses of the TV screen, and given when less than 30 milliseconds, a fear-inducing image triggers your amygdala into preparing a fear response. So, you're preparing breakfast, you're having fun with your kids, and just in the corner of your eye, there's a, a... a dreadful bomb goes off, a terrorist attack in another country, in another city, miles and miles away. You only catch a tiny glimpse of the explosion, but a 30 millisecond image is all that your amygdala requires. Your amygdala doesn't know that it's a TV screen. It's just taken the image, it's processing it, and it's triggered the fear response before you can think about it and say it's okay it's not it's not in my town it's in somebody oh it's dreadful I know but you see you've already had the fear response triggered and that means cortisol and noradrenaline is pumping through your body see and with less than 30 milliseconds of image you do not even consciously know about it you probably didn't even pay attention to it see how many fearful images do you know that you see each day Hmm. how many are within range of your senses but you do not know that you know about them they're too quick Of course, you can't answer that, but you can surmise that it is more than those you do know about. All of this incoming sensory information that, for you, poses even a tiny threat to your beautiful life induces a level of fear in your brain and your body, and you wonder why you feel stress and anxiety. The amygdala puts the fear-inducing emotions in the front of the queue for processing. They go to the front. In large part, because our very survival depends on our readiness to respond to threats. With so much fear-inducing phenomena to process, there's no space or energy left to process good decision-making, let alone the more fun stuff. So what about the the ACC, the anterior cingulate cortex? Well, the ACC, unlike the amygdala, has a bias towards future positive events over future negative events or any past events. Yeah, interesting, huh? As a result of positive optimism for the future, the ACC activates its connections with the amygdala and causes the amygdala to activate to this salience as well. Fear becomes less important and loses its place at the front of the queue for processing. See, instead of keeping your head down, muttering internally in anger at the bullies at the front of the queue in the theme park, you leave the line, go to the kiosk and spend money on the VIP pass. Then saunter back right past the bullies, holding your VIP pass out in front to ensure that those nice people in the queue aren't thinking that you're pushing in. No, you've bought the right to push in. You purchased optimism. 
you bought hope, the positive expectation of good. Straight to the front of the line, the bullies are displaced from their front of the line spot and have to wait while you satisfy your positive expectation of fun. But I I hear you cry. You can hope all you like, but this ride might still suck. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what if the ride sucks? Even when you go to to go first? Well, quick question. If the ride sucks for you, then it would have sucked had you waited another two hours. Would you rather have waited, seething internally, for longer, or would you rather enjoy the brief moment of legitimately pulling into the front? Showing the bullies, shoving the bullies backward and find out that the ride sucks sooner. Now, you can continue with your VIP pass to other rides, other possibilities, or you can stay in line, bitter and resentful and miserable. When you use this knowledge that the ACC, your anterior cingulate cortex, puts a priority and a bias on future positive events, pushing those to the front of the queue and actually inducing dopamine, our happy chemical, to make you feel good. And dopamine is also tightly linked to motivation. When we get a dose of dopamine, we can't tell the difference between being happy and being motivated. So when we cause ourselves to be thinking positively, using the positive psychology that you've heard so much about, what we're doing is that we're teasing our brain, specifically the anterior cingulate cortex, with this thing we call hope, optimism, the positive expectation of future good. But the choice is yours. See, where do you want to end up? What will you get if you achieve what you want? What gains will you make? If for a moment you believe that you are going to reach your goals, what could that mean for you? And where can you picture yourself if this works out? Deliberately focus on the positive. And do yourselves a favour. Turn off, off the negative. Turn off the news. So that you're not exposed to the fearful images before you go to work. Before you get in the car. Before you have to drive to work. Think positively of every situation. Twist it. Remember... Go back to the last uh, podcast, I talked about the tongue. Speaking positively affects the way you think. And when you speak out loud positively, you are actually changing the emotions in your brain to feel positive, which gives you more courage, which enables you to take the first step of overcoming your fears so that you can step out confidently being yourself demonstrating to the world the talents and gifts that you've been given
hope. It's a great way to live. Enjoy a blessed, hopeful week ahead. Bye for now. You're listening to the Leadership Advantage podcast with me, Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage ultimately boils down to how you motivate and get people to do things that matter. This isn't some magic trick or silver bullet to instant success, but how you can leverage neuroscience hacks to become a better leader today than you were yesterday. The Leadership Advantage. It's why some leaders thrive whilst others struggle.